Michael Baker, epidemiologist. He joins us online. Hello, Michael. Hello, Michael. Kia ora. Yeah, kia ora. Kia ora. Really good uh, of you to come on the show with us. Thank, Thank you for you. your time. So, Michael, we've been discussing the last hour or so about um, the Trans-Tasman bubble, and there's a call from the New South Wales Premier, basically to Jacinda Ardern, saying, for green country like Australia now, let them come to New Zealand without quarantining. And people have been speculating on what that might mean and whether they're in favour of it or not. Would you be, right here, right now, would you be in favour of that? I think the principle is a very good one, that we're working towards this traffic light system where you have... um, uh, quarantine-free travel between New Zealand, Australia and some Pacific Islands that have eliminated the virus and we put much more effort into reducing the number of infected people arriving from the red zone, which is still quite a bit of the world. Right. I think that that's the principle, but you, as you know, the, the, often the devil's in the detail, isn't it? Mm, yeah. You've got to have um, certain conditions met by all of the country so that it's a mutually agreeable arrangement. Can we just ask, also there's been some sort of, a lot of people talking about the vaccines and, and um, getting a vaccination. If you have the vaccination, you can still catch COVID-19, can't you? Well, uh, potentially, but um, there's very good evidence that the vaccine, obviously the vaccines are very good at stopping you getting serious illness and dying. So that, right. that applies to all the vaccines. And most of them are also very good at stopping you getting infected. The Great. question is whether they stop you transmitting the virus in all circumstances. Right. I think the evidence is, is supportive, the initial data, but we can't be absolutely certain of that yet. Right. But if you, if you do have the vaccination, we can't be 100% guaranteed that you won't pass it on. But if you do, are we right in assuming from some of the stuff we've read that it won't be, you won't be as cont- contagious if you have the vaccination? Yeah, no, that's right. That's, yep. the, yeah. that's the great hope, because um, if we achieve that, then we um, can get herd immunity if we vaccinate enough people. And that's why there's so much talk about this particular feature of vaccines. Mm. Michael, Michael, what are your thoughts, please, about if, if let's say, we really want to make an effort to open up the bubble with Australia and we want the Australians to come to New Zealand and not have to go through the two weeks quarantine, what are the issues that would concern you the most? Is it if if you ensured that the only people that got on the planes that came to New Zealand that didn't have to quarantine for two weeks, would you feel more comfortable if we knew for absolute certainty that none of those people had been in red zone countries? Yeah, that's the key thing. And uh, if um, people arriving in New Zealand have no possibility of having been exposed to the virus um, in the preceding few weeks, so they're not incubating it, then you can feel very comfortable with quarantine-free travel. I mean, that's the essence of it. And of course, we've known for months that the level of infection in most states of Australia is the same as New Zealand. You know, it's for intents and purposes uh, zero almost all of the time. But the, the problem is when, um, as we've seen, if we get an outbreak in New Zealand or there's an outbreak in Victoria or New South Wales or other parts of Australia, then we can't be assured that people on a flight have not been exposed. Right. That's always the problem. But obviously, New Zealand and Australia, we're in a very similar situation now. That, uh, we all have the same goal of, of essentially zero COVID in the community. We're all good at um, identifying outbreaks and stamping them out quickly. So I think we are very close to the point where we could look at quarantine-free travel in both directions. Brilliant. And of course, as we know, Australia has um, accepted that New Zealand is doing this well enough uh, already to have quarantine-free travel from here. So 
I would hope that it is reciprocated fairly soon. Yeah. And the last thing, we've got about 90 seconds left, if that, but you will have seen this uh, latest analysis by public health researchers on both sides of the Tasman, and they've basically said when broken down by country, New Zealand had 15.5 failures per thousand positive cases going through quarantine, compared with two per thousand in Australia, so a sevenfold difference to the worse from New Zealand's side of the equation. What are they doing over there that we're not? Well, I think part of it is a denominator. I mean, obviously, they've got a much bigger population. Um, oh, you mean at the, at the MIQ facility? Yeah, yeah the, the MIQ, MIQ and the facilities, yeah. Michael, yeah. Right. Um, well, one of the things in Australia is, of course, they have um, greatly reduced the number of people coming into those facilities. So there's about um, 10,000 people arriving in New Zealand every month. It's very similar in it for all of Australia. So that's one of the things that's made a difference. Also, I think... Um, it's quite possible that New Zealand is doing more testing of its staff in these facilities and picking up more of these um, failures very early on. Mm. That's interesting, though, isn't it? Because it says per thousand cases, so you're just comparing a thousand with a thousand, and it seems like we've had fifteen failures and they've only had two. I, I mean, I'm ge- I'm not being mischievous. I'm just genuinely interested to know if that is the case. What do they do at the border? What do they do with their testing? What do they do at MIQ that we're not? And can we learn anything from them? No, we certainly can. Again, um, we've got very similar approaches at the right. MIQ. I think a big driver is where they're taking travellers from and what the base right. risk is. Ah, right. Yep. Gotcha. Okay. Michael, it is always enlightening talking to you. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Yeah, good to talk. Professor Michael Baker, uh, one of our very well-known epidemiologists now. Well, what would you say... Phil, is the percentage of texts going for or again? I'd say 50-50, roughly. Pretty much is, isn't it? Okay, well, we'll see.